Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are here. We are here. Welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan of the remaining unknown outcomes, races, Georgia 16 and North Carolina 15 are toss-ups. Of the remaining predictable outcome races, Michigan 16 and Nevada 6 are likely to go Biden with mail-in ballots favoring a Democratic lead still. Small change. You know, all of that's gone. I, I read, I'm not going to read the whole thing, Michael, but we get the point. Uh, meanwhile, there's some good news coming out at ballot initiatives. Arizona, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, and South Carolina approve marijuana use. D.C. and Oregon approve magic mushroom. Really? Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Yes, I am sleepy as hell. I got me a couple of hours of sleep. I did, you know, I did that six-hour show yesterday, and I stayed up just doing the counts, doing the counts, doing the counts. So yes, yes, yes. No heroin or coke, though. I just kind of kept took a couple hours sleep. Lee Grant, welcome aboard, brother. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Uh, I'm in favor of holy, let's see who else is here, Michael D. Newton, welcome aboard, Biden-Harris will win, yes they will, we have yet to lose the Senate, and, and worse, it's 50-53, I think we may get 50-50, I think that may happen, I see no landslides here, there were no landslides, um, you know what, you know, when I, when I make a bad call, I have no problem saying that I made a bad call. I am upset, however. Welcome aboard, Dennis McLaughlin. Welcome aboard from Philly. Hey, uh, you should call in and give us a report on Philly. Uh, let me know how things are looking out there. Let me go ahead and uh, pull up our telephone number and put it in the feed. If you want to give us a call and give us a, an update, I would be more than uh, happy to hear your thoughts and let me hear what you think. All that good stuff. Anyway, you can come into us via Zoom or telephone, whichever one you prefer, if you decide to call, that is. Anyhow, folks, I called a landslide for yesterday, and of course I was wrong. And one of the reasons I was wrong is there's a fundamental problem in this country that I don't quite understand. And when we get into the program, I have a, a blog that I wrote that I'm that I want to that I'm going to read to you after I play a little piece uh, that I that I did, but altogether I after that when when the votes just came in and by the way I should have known better right I think I felt the same angst that many that aren't very political were feeling it's an angst that I probably should not have felt um, I also and I think it really started when uh, George. George uh, Stephanopoulos said, oh, all of these things are tracking exactly like it did in 2016. And I knew better. But come on, it was George Stephanopoulos saying that. But I knew better. And I still looked at the numbers and I kept on looking and I'm like, oh my God, does George know what he's talking about? And I started to, you know, uh, yeah, angst, 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 like, oh, you know. So I started to, yes, Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard, my friend. So I, I really had that last night, too. And then, it's, then, then I heard, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Carville. Carville started to, I, I'm going to play a thing from Carville. I'll tell you what, let's get the program started, and then, then we'll get busy. What is, what is the show about today? What is the show about today? Well, you guys know what the show is about today. Title of the show, Biden will likely win. Trump's attempting election sabotage, U.S. democracy in action. Is this really democracy? Now, Trump is, he already went to the Supreme Court. He's suing, he's suing Michigan, he's suing uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, something is happening in Pennsylvania. They're not allowing us to see exactly all those crazy things that they're doing, all those illegal things that they're doing. That's what he's doing. So he's, he's suing, suing, suing. What he always does. The thug-in-chief, came out yesterday after the vote and said, we need to stop the count only in Michigan, only in Wisconsin, but we need to keep the count up in Arizona because I am down. I need to get my counts up. Of course, he stayed down. And Nevada because there just may be a possibility that I do Nevada. But altogether, the thug will leave the White House a loser. And I don't normally talk 
and give, hit people up this way, but I give myself the liberty to talk about Donald Trump this way because Donald Trump has talked about holding women's parts. Donald Trump has called, uh, uh, ridiculed those people with um, uh, the disabled. Donald Trump has done all kinds of things to people. So to which I say, you know, we need to give him a little bit of his medicine, a little bit of his ridicule. People said, don't stoop down to his level. It's not about stooping down to his level. It's about giving him his medicine. It's about letting him feel, if he has any feeling, that is, what others feel. But let's go ahead and get started. I want to, uh, 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 the title of the show is Biden Will Likely Win, Trump Attempting Election Sabotage. U.S. democracy in action. It is likely that Joe Biden will win the Electoral College. It is clear he will win the popular vote in a landslide. He's going to win a lot more votes than, uh, than Hillary did. Welcome aboard, Patricia de Galani. Necesitamos tomar café. We have to get some coffee sometime. So, yes, he, uh, he went ahead and he goes ahead like a thug. Anyway, so the three things that I, three videos that I have. James Carville believed there would be a landslide early in the night. It wasn't to be, but he continued knowing Biden would win. Landslide. There was an electoral long landslide if we look at people, persons, a people account. Chuck Rocha scolds the party for not engaging Latinos appropriately. It is a problem many have been urging the party to fix. And 2020 presidential election fiasco is a social and constitutional aberration that must be fixed or else. Okay, uh, if he loses, he has secret service for life. Will they be in jail with... <laughs> Bridge MCP, you are so funny. I'd never thought about that. If he's in jail, does he get secret service in jail? I don't know. I think what they'll... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, welcome aboard, Cam Lunsford. Welcome aboard. Edwin Etzcrum. Edwina Etzcrum, welcome aboard. Anyhow, let me play the first video. I want you to see. I wasn't the only one predicting landslides or anything like that. Biden is about to speak, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that, uh, you know, craft that as well. If I, if I can turn it around for you guys, I'll turn it around as well. Uh, but it's taping right now. Anyhow, anyhow, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah, Biden's on TV. I'm taping him. Okay. Here's the first video. Had the thesis throughout that this is a pretty simple election in many ways, that there's an incumbent president running for re-election. The country is a mess. Uh, it, it's in bad shape. And it was in bad shape under the incumbent president in 1992, of course, when Bill Clinton uh, last beat a, a one-term incumbent. Is, is that what it comes down to today in your mind? Yes. He was never going to win. Look at my shirt. It's Mardi Gras. All right? You know, I mean, all this bedwetting and then, you know, uh, the church, I, th I think what's going to people are going to be surprised about is that younger Latinos are going to vote in greater proportion than anybody thought. Mm. And I, 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 that, that's a, something I'm based on, not just a, a wish and a whim, but I, I think I think they'll surprise on the upside. They're not a traditionally high voting community to vote uh, demographic, but I think we're going to be surprised how. Uh, the news that I hear out of Florida is, is, is genuinely encouraging. I think we're just going to have a big night. I, I thought that. I've said it all year long. I don't see a single thing that causes me to pause in, in that prediction. Let me so ask you done. a follow-up about those two states I was just talking about, uh, Georgia and Texas. You know, um, Georgia, Texas, Ohio represent the three highest electoral vote totals that Donald Trump won in 2016. Those are all three states where they're polling averages within a point or two. Um, what does it mean for the Democratic Party and down-ballot Democrats in all those states, even if Donald Trump ends up carrying all of them narrowly? What's that mean for the state, for the composition of the state, for politics in that state, to have them be competitive in this way? Well, Georgia and Texas, there's actually a reasonable chance that the legislature could flip in those two states. Uh, the, the, Lena Hidalgo, who is the uh, county judge in Harris County, which is the county commissioner. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're waiting in Texas, but that's okay. It's Texas. Uh, it, it's probably one of the most significant off-year elections you've seen. 
So we're, we're going to pay attention to these state legislative races. They're going to be, my friend Calvin Smyre might be the, the next speaker of the Georgia House. He's from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. But I, I am not concerned at all that, that, that Biden is going to win. I, I, what I hope is the margin is sufficient and it's definitive that the country tells this guy exactly what they think of. But if you look over my shoulder, You'll see that's little Pappy Van Winkle left. That's about $200 an ounce, and it's going down tonight. And it's going down tonight. Anyhow, uh, he was a bit more passive at the end of the night, but he was absolutely sure of the outcome anyway. I want to show you guys something, because you know we're talking about all the different paths that Biden now has to win. Welcome aboard, Mona Lynn Bond, Bridge MCP, Crowflex. Welcome aboard. Okay, uh, here's the deal. Do you remember that we know that since Donald, uh, since um, Biden went ahead and flipped Arizona, or it seems like he's flipping Arizona, he no longer needs Pennsylvania. But guess what has started to happen? Let me show you guys a little something here. You know, Georgia, everybody thought Georgia was out. Georgia was out. Look at what has just happened, my friends. Georgia now, the, the, the arrows from the, the, the election needles are now pointing to say that Biden is likely to win Georgia. Now, it, it all, all night last night, that needle was pointing. You know, they, these people keep monitoring the amount of votes outstanding and where they are from, etc. Now it's starting to point to uh, the, the, the idea that this may be tilting towards Biden. We're talking about Georgia. So, uh, so you know, let, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of, you know, see. No, Trump has not won Georgia yet, uh, Tank 28. He hasn't won Georgia yet. So I just saw that uh, Cone just went ahead and pointed that out on, the, um, on, on my Twitter feed. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. But anyhow, so that, that's an interesting occurrence. Anyhow, second video, second video that I want to play you. It's one of the reasons we lost Florida. One of the reasons in a lot of places, uh, more of the Latino vote, which should never be considered a monolith, we didn't do as good with, as well with. Let me go ahead and play what Chuck Rocha had to say. Miami-Dade, for instance, was a bit of a letdown. Uh, and, and, and the expectation was not that the Biden team was going to win Florida, but Miami-Dade, the numbers coming out of there were not what the, the Biden team or Democrats would have expected for uh, a Democrat in that normally very blue county, a county that, that Hillary Clinton won by a much wider margin uh, than, than Joe Biden did. You know, to Jason's point earlier, I wasn't surprised and I'm not surprised about what happened in Florida. And and Brother Jolly knows the same thing, is that we're not a monolith. And people have been just saying and using that word like they don't even know what it means. And to be honest, I only figured out what it was a couple of weeks ago. But look in Arizona where Biden won 71 percent of the vote. But we're tonight in Miami-Dade. Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton by almost 18 points. We lost two congressional districts down there that we should not have won because of what happened down there. There's going to be a lot of uh, 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 Sunday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking on what happened. I've been doing this for 31 years. I've been watching the Latino vote come and go, ebb and flow. We're becoming younger. The average Latino voter in America is 27. But you've always got to take Florida, and you kind of got to set it over to the side. Joe Biden's going to do fine with the Latino vote and all the other states. But we do need to do a deep dive in Florida and how the money was actually spent, because I watched a lot of money go through a lot of woke white consultants and go around the Latino communities on the ground. But what do you think about the messaging uh, the Biden team did when the Trump team tried to, to paint Biden as a socialist? And that obviously resonated with a number of voters in Miami-Dade. I remember getting a phone call from Brother Joe Garcia down there that was a congressman. This was in the late summer, and he was like, Chuck, you got to get somebody on these Miami radio stations to push back on this socialism and communism stuff. He goes, I know that it's wrong. We all get that it's wrong, any of us with half of a brain, but you just have to push back every day and put together an operation. That coupled with probably the most misinformation campaign that I've ever seen run in Spanish in my 31 years of running campaigns. And I've come from Texas. I've seen a few misinformations. 
What we saw in Florida, what we saw in Miami had a dramatic effect. How big will yet to be seen? But I've never seen the disinformation and just the badness what people were doing to our community by spreading lies. We spend a Absolutely lot of so, by spreading lies. Now, what he says is very important. What he's saying is very, very important. And that is he, a lot of, a lot of, the, the Democrats received a whole ton of money. A whole ton of money. Oh, wow. Michigan just got called. Thank you for that, uh, Pat, uh, Patricia De Galani. He just got called, uh, uh, he just called 253 votes now for Biden. That is actually pretty, pretty solid. So he's, he continues to grow and continues to come a little bit closer officially to 270, which means he's missing 17 votes. 17 votes would give him 270. And all he really needs now, uh, wow, as it turns out, it's, it's much better than one would think. Wow. Yeah, it's much better than one would think. Uh, wow. It's, it's almost ready to close, close it out. 253 is the total. Okay, folks, um, let me see if I could. No, I probably can't right now. But any, anyhow, as it turns out, I want to read you something that I wrote this morning and that I also sent out in my newsletter. Because I started to write this stuff last night. And I wasn't in the right frame of mind because, like I said, uh, you know, I was really upset at Americans, right? How do you, how can a great country, well, let me just read it. The title of the uh, piece that I wrote was called, An Eked Out Biden or Trump Win Speaks Poorly About Us. And this is what I said. The rest of the world is watching. And what they are seeing unfortunately, shows an America many fail to realize that we are. How can a man who cages children, steals them from their parents, grabs on women's private parts, insults every non-white demographic, lie at nauseam, among other bad acts, has the possibility of nearly being re-elected to the presidency of the United States, even as he has made no change to make himself a better person. How can that be possible? How does a man who botches a pandemic not suffer major consequences, even as he causes the disease to spread unabashedly? How can that be? How can that be? How can a person who effect policies that kill, how can a person who rallies and, and cause the death of 700 people, how can the person who causes the infection of 30,000 people directly with his actions, how can that person, America, consider, I want to hold you for four more years during the heat of this pandemic where things are still occurring where it's not going away it's growing where people are getting sicker and today after the election he's not worried about the people who are getting sick he's not worried about anything else all he's worrying about is suing because he wants to take an election where the vast majority of Americans have said no 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 so he's fighting for electoral votes. He won it on electoral college even as he lost 3 million people the last time. But no, he's going to lose it by 6 million or more people. But he still wants it. He still thinks that minority of people that support him should somehow, should somehow want him. And that's why last night I left upset with America. It speaks more about the gullibility of the people than of the president. But worse, it speaks about a party that has not invested its resources into grassroots communities. As, as of this writing, it seems that Biden will win a narrow victory 
and a fairly large popular vote victory. But the fact that the working class white Americans, a substantial number of Latinos, and a measurable number of black men will vote for a person like Donald Trump is not only our collective failure, but a distinct failure of those running the party. Why? Why? And, you know, it, it, it is important, right? It is important for us to know how to apportion blame. It is easy to watch all these people that are doing bad things, that are supporting a guy out of sheer carnal whatever. You know, I mean, a lot of it, you know, people, you know, uh, Trump supporters get mad when you say it is because of a racist culture or something like that, right? But it's, but, and, and, and progressive activists get mad when you say, no, it's about economics, right? So we have the progressive activists not always concentrating on the racial issues, but when they do concentrate on it, the, the Trumpites get mad and, oh no, it's not a race thing. What many fail to see is the interlocking between the two from the foundation of this country. The way a minority maintained superiority was to tell a few, was to tell a few <coughs> that somehow, somehow things had to be different. So I want you to, I want you to think back, folks. I want you to think. It is important that we get this right. It is important that we get this right. Let, let me go a little further. Democratic strategist Chuck Rocha has been begging for the campaign to engage the Latino vote in Florida and other places for some time. But as I have mentioned too often, on many program politics, many on my program politics done right, Democrats get a lot of money from its donors, big and small, but apportion most to high-priced consultants instead of building out on an informational framework, media, engage continuous uh, grassroots actions, and more. That is the only way we can seed real information in the minds of most. It's the only way. It's the only way, and unfortunately, what we find is that the right wing does that very well. They lie to their people, they misinform their people, they have them believe in crap like QAnon and all these crazy things, but it holds them. They all sing by the same, from the same hymn book. Some people, some Republicans who know QAnon is crap, they have another thing on the menu for them. They have a book of, they have a menu of different possibilities for their people. A lot of them wrong. A lot of these possibilities that they have for their people are, are crap. But they're consistent and they hammer it in, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. So people believe this stuff. Now you can say, well, how can they be so silly, stupid to believe that, you know, we are the superior ones here. We elitists, uh, we are not elitists, we, we progressives, we know, the, we know the truth. But you know, a lot of you that are watching right now that are progressives, you really know the material. You really know the stuff. You really know all of the stuff. But a lot of progressives out there, they just follow us. They're, they are the ones who say, you know what, I think I want to follow that path. And that's how it is with conservatives as well. They find somebody that they trust that they grab onto that radio station that they like, and they grab onto that. So they have that trust there. And they build on that trust and they work together and they are influenced by that. Our people are the same way. They're no less intelligent. They're no less anything. And that is where we got to understand. And so when I talk about disappointed in America, first of all, I am disappointed in those who have, those who have people who follow them. I am disappointed in those who 
have folks who have trust and faith in them. For them to knowingly mislead and screw with their minds and do those things. I have a lot of folks that follow what I, what I do. And I consider that such an honor that I work my ass off to try to make sure that when I am providing information, when I'm providing advice, that it is truthful, that it is to the best of my ability to move us more in a forward position, in a forward direction. Unfortunately, the right, the people who lead the right, that's not where they are. We look at the Falwells, we look at the Trumps, we look at all these guys. These guys are grifters who are there to simply use those people who are on the right, who are following the right. That's what they do. They're using these people. Do I, so do I get upset at those who blindly follow those on the right? To somewhat, but more than upset, I get empathetic. And I say, how best can I do that? Actually, that's why I wrote my book. It's worth it. And that's why I gave it that title. It's worth it. It's worth engaging everybody because we are dependent on everybody. It's worth it. It's really, 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 really worth it. Because if everybody, if some fail in a country like this, as we can see, we were about to fail by having another four years of Trump. That came that close. Not that most Americans didn't want better, but because of the constitutional aberration created by a country that whose founding fathers themselves had demons, they instituted policies within, or they instituted constitutional structures that hurt us. We have to be honest. Our founding fathers instituted constitutional things because they wanted superiority over the masses. Not over black people, over the masses. So they created all kinds of structures so that they decided. Ultimately, if we didn't decide appropriately who was going to run the country, they could ultimately do it. None of them were evil like Donald Trump. So even as they did something wrong... None of them would have done as wrong to us as Donald Trump has done. None of them would have. So what I'm trying to tell you is we are going to pull this one out by the hairs of our string. What should have been a landslide? What I expected to be a landslide? What ideally should have been a landslide? Anybody as bad as Donald Trump? We should have won in a landslide. Even with the sycophants that he has, we should have won in a landslide. We didn't. And we are partially responsible. I, 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 I put a part of my video on Daily Coast. And my right wing, my left, my brothers, my lefty brothers at Daily Coast, a progressive site, they were pissed that I wrote the, the, the blog, the piece here. Because they want me to just say, to hell with those guys on the right. To hell with those dumbasses. To hell with these people. Don't they get it? My daughter this morning, when, when she, she sent me a text before she realized that the election had turned. She said, Daddy, you see, I told you so. Daddy, I told you so. You can't help them, Daddy. And I said, oh, by the way, you know it turned around. And then I said, you know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, you, have, you can't ever give up. You have to keep trying and trying and trying. Because when you give up, you accept status quo. And the easiest part of status quo is having a master-slave relationship. Which is what we have, uh, you know, capitalism is a master-slave relationship, on uh, an antiseptic form of slavery, but it's a master-slave relationship. And if we are to believe that 
the masses, I'm not talking about those who are the guardians of the gate, who are going to be able to have that good executive job or that good managerial job or that high price particular trade or whatever. But for the masses, for those who are just trying to exist, who's trying to live, for those, they are always going to be, always going to be antiseptic slaves. They won't ever call themselves, you know, they may, they may have a house, they may have a car, but really, the car belongs to the bank, the house belongs to the bank. By the time they pay off the car, it's worth nothing. By the time they pay off their home, they're ready to go into a reverse mortgage so that the bank can take it all back because they never had the savings for their retirement. We... Systemic change, complete economic change that we require doesn't require just those of us that are progressives to be a part of it. It's going to take everybody to be a part of it. It's going to take everybody. So finishing up, Rocha was interviewed on MSNBC in the night's wee hours as the vote was still being counted. At that point, the vote was not looking too good for Biden. He made a prescient statement. We do need to do a deep dive in Florida and how the money was actually spent, Rocha said. I watch a lot of money go through a lot of woke, whack consultants and go around the Latino communities on the ground. And I can name that to a whole lot of other things, right? That can be said of many other communities. Volunteering is left to the many, as consultants reap the financial rewards of the hard-earned dollars of grassroots donors. Think about this. Uh, Patricia de Galani, right in, in our room right here. I've done canvassing with Patricia before. All around Kingwood and Texas and Atascocita, we've gone around trying to get people, talk to people about voting, etc. But we are all doing it for free. Yet... Many of the consultants that are arranging all of this are getting $15,000, $20,000 a month. Did they give Patricia de Galani a stipend that says, wow, you've been working so hard all these times around here with the footwork by you going to home to home. You, could look on, you can look on Facebook and watch Patricia work her ass off all over the county. Did the party say, with all this money that we are bringing in from all you great donors, let's help all those people that are out there. Let's go and start putting some of that money within the communities, not with the canvassers. I mean, not, not, not with the, 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 the uh, elitists, but with those people that are using all their time to go out there and do things and do things. Shouldn't we be doing that? And that is one of the fundamental issues that Chuck Rocha was trying to say. One, work within your community. And two, please pay the people so that they can have, you know, so that, so, so that we can get it done right. Okay? It is time for a change. It is time for a change. Yes, I know, Patricia. It is time for a change. And that change involves us individually taking control of where we put our social and monetary resources. We cannot leave it up to the politicos who too often have other interests at hand. So people, I hope you take that with the thought, the way that I meant it said, because things have really got to change. And it's not going to be changed from the top. It's going to be changed on the individual basis. Individual people are going to make that change. You working with one or two or three people are going to make the change. That is how we are going to get it done. Anyway, we are halfway, well, we're more than halfway through the show. It's time for me to do my, my ass. Folks, if you, you see that book on the screen, it's worth it. How to talk to your right wing uh, relatives friends, and neighbors. Here is the link for it on Amazon. I ask you so kindly if you want to help support the show. There are many ways that you can help support our program. Please go ahead and get that book. It's called It's Worth It, 
how to talk to your right wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. That's what I have on. I just put the link in the screen on the screen right there. You can also buy the book directly from our store. Our store is at politicsdoneright.com slash store. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash store. Anybody who buys the book directly from me, in other words, take out the Amazon middleman, I sign the book and I send it directly to you. Here's what the book looks like. This is It's not too bad. It's, um, as, it's worth it, how to talk to your right-wing neighbors, etc. And, of course, I also have another important book, as I see it. Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. You want to learn about the economy in an easy-to-understand manner, get the book, please, as well. You can get that book at Amazon as well or at our site. And you guys know I've had my weight problems. Lose weight and be fit now. I've done it my way. You can use it and do it your way. So please consider getting those. By the way, folks, there are other ways to support us. If you are on YouTube right now, Please click that join button and become a supporter. Become a member. Real inexpensive, but you'll be doing an important thing as we go out there and we try to put the message out all over. We don't only do this show. We blog. We do cut videos. We put things all over. And what is this all about? If you like the things that I talk about, if you believe in the things that I'm talking about, if you think a lot of people need to hear this kind of stuff, what I'm doing is saturating the internet, my little, my little domain, to get it out there. A lot of other people are also doing this. We have to have tons of people doing this. So what do I do? I write blogs. I write two, three, four, five blogs every day. I go ahead and cut a lot of videos every day. Make sure that people are informed. Make sure to give people different ways of thinking about things, etc. But just to make sure that when people get and, and, and do search things in the search engine, they're not only presented with right-wing information. The right-wing has a lot of people all over the country, all over the world, putting lies there. You know, there's there's even a thing called some kind of university that gives a semblance of being a university teaching right-wing talking points. And it's very good. Your material is very good there. It's full of crap, but it's very good. So that is what we do. So if you think, if, if, if you want to help us do our job, please go ahead and click that join button and become a part of our team. Alternatively, you can be a Patreon. And to become a Patreon, you just click on this button here. I'm giving you the Patreon link. Uh, or you can support us via PayPal, and I'm about to put the, give you the PayPal link as well. Anyhow, so um, I, this is a piece that I told you that I did at uh, Daily Coast that got a lot of pushback, and then I'll take it on the other side. The voting is over. The tabulation continues. It seems now that Joe Biden is on a path to... A fairly slim victory electorally, but with a large victory in the popular vote. This is something that is a constitutional aberration. That we have to be concerned about managing the vote of some people to win an election gives more power to some and takes power from others. The reality is, this cannot continue in the long run. These are the things that disenfranchise people constitutionally, that creates constitutional crisis, and ultimately can result in having issues that are a detriment to the country. I don't know... Uh, what is going to happen uh, with the vote exactly? We don't know if he's going to win 271 or a little bit more a li or, or what. But the one thing we do know is that we are a poor example for the rest of the country. The bastion of democracy, supposedly, is a very poor example for the rest of the world. Number one, that we have elected somebody of the caliber of Donald Trump to lead not only America, but supposedly uh, the rest of the world, given our power. And that after seeing how failed a president he was, that he came this close to being re-elected. And I notice I'm saying, we think he came this close to being re-elected because, you know, uh, we're still in limbo. But we better start thinking about making structural changes to our system. 
Because not only are we a laughing stock of the world, but we can create internal strife when a whole lot of people start to feel disenfranchised. All right, folks. Um, yeah, I got some pushback from that. In other words, I guess I'm being too nice to some people. But anyhow, what the heck? I think being nice has... Uh, be, you know, being nice is actually a lot easier than just being fat to folks. You know, it's a lot easier. Not only that, I think they said if you smile more, you get more, you get healthier. I don't know. Anyway, Choco Sugar, welcome aboard. It's, it's way past due Democrats brought the fight to Republicans. I agree with that. There's a, a livid was uh, uh, Julius yesterday. He called, we did a six-hour show, and he, he was listening, and he called in, and he, he gave a very good speech at the end of the show that I, you know, I, I should cut it out and, 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 uh, and let you guys listen to one of our own, one of our own people in our posse. You know we have our posse at, at YouTube here. Click on join and become a part of our posse. Uh, but he, he, he called into the show at about midnight, and he had some great words to talk about. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, he thought, I think, I, I think he probably thought, I don't know. Uh, no, Mr. Maga, you were disruptive last night. That's why I kind of muted you, but it's okay. Still love you, brother. Uh, Choco Sugar, welcome aboard. Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. Michael says Biden got 70.4 million votes. To Trump, 67.2 thus far. There's a bit, there is a bit over 3 million gap in the popular vote. Our whole nation seems like it's split 53-47. This does not bode well. Actually, by the time it's over, it's going to be more than uh, 70.4 million votes because California, those votes come in slowly and some many other states come in pretty darn slow. I think we're looking at probably close to between 4 and 6 million. I don't know yet because I'm not sure how much of the other popular votes and stuff are, are in it. So we'll, we'll figure, figure that out soon. Uh, Bridge MCP says, my brother was watching it live. Watching what live? Watching us here live or watching the, the, the election live? I imagine you meant the election live, and he was probably so disappointed, wasn't he? Uh, Bridge says, can anyone find a link, as I cannot, to the Detroit election office being stormed by so-called Trumpsters? I saw it on MSNBC a few minutes ago. A few minutes ago, I saw it on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can probably find an old, old, old thing on it. I was going to turn around the the, the um, Biden speech, but as it turns out, it's in .mpg format, and I this stuff only plays .mp4, so I couldn't do it. Pony Boy, welcome aboard. Nanette Bird Smith, welcome aboard. Uh, Billy Castan one one one. America wins today. I love that, brother. I like the way you said that. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. I think I got to Nanette. Patricia de Galencia, I wish I did get paid too. I wish the Democratic Party paid me when I did all that canvassing. I hear you, girl. Uh, Cage children, 230,000 plus dead broke every, every law on the books. You know, i tell you something that worried me yesterday. And this happened right before the, the, they started counting the votes, right? Or, or put in the outcomes, when they were going through the um, exit polls. And one of the questions on the exit polls is, are you doing better now than four years ago? And I think it was something like 51% of the people said they're doing better now than four years ago. And I wanted to scream because I understand why they're saying that. I really do. You know, you got a good stimulus during close by. You look at you look at your immediate, you know, where you are immediately. But when you take a look at healthcare, when you take a look at all the things that have occurred under um, Donald Trump, except for those who got a huge raise or whatever, it is impossible for you to be doing better because it's the, the the actual structure of the economy has changed to harm you. From from healthcare to food to everything else. But we have a Donald Trump, when I talk about uh, investing into mouthpieces, investing into news, investing into platforms like this and others, right? Why? Donald Trump's platforms tell these people every day, You're, this is the best economy. This is the best economy. The economy has never been this great. And he keeps hammering that message in. And he knows to do that. He keeps hammering that message in. And people are... 
then tend to say, oh, yeah, I guess we're doing better. Donald Trump says this is the best economy that we've ever had. Hell, if I'm not doing better, there must be something wrong with me. And hell, I know there's nothing wrong with me. So therefore, I'm doing better. The psychology of the salesman. The psychology of the salesperson. So when I saw the poll, I said, oh my God, I saw that, right? And I also saw that the pandemic was at 30-something percent. And I looked in my mind, I said, that doesn't bode well. Because if you're looking at the economy, and since I had seen a poll before, not that polls, you know, the polls weren't bad in 16. The polls were bad in 20. Um, when I take a look at it, it was like, oh, God, I guess so. I guess so. Anyhow, uh, let's continue talking to my peeps. Uh, let's see. Nanette Bursett said, low wages are the slave masters. You got it. You got it. Big Beansley, welcome aboard. I meant EU, and you think Biden will dislike that him that much? Michael Dean Newton, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Mark Smith, welcome aboard. Who else is here? Uh, I'm starting to get sleepy. I only have two hours in me, guys. Uh, so my eyes aren't worth. TJ Polaris186, welcome aboard. Opram AC367, welcome aboard. Uh, be awesome 24-7. And I bet you're awesome 24-7. Uh, Bridge MCP, I got you. Let's see who else I need to reach. Forgive me if I miss you. Uh, let's see. Okay, I think I've got most people. If I haven't called you out, just put your name in again to the bottom. Patricia De Galani, I think I spoke to you before. No, I think I know I did. What am I saying? I think. And continuing, continuing, continuing. Crowflex, welcome aboard. Although Crowflex was sort of... Uh, he wasn't too nice to me, but that's okay, Crowflex. It's all right. Mona Lynn Bond, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Cam Lunsford, welcome aboard. Edwina Etzcrum, welcome aboard. I think I spoke to you already as well. All right. I think I got everybody. Dennis McLaughlin, welcome aboard. And Lee Grant, I think I got you. And Michael Rudnan, of course, our regular. Let me scroll down, see if any more messages are coming in. Tia, Mark, Z, Arrevalo, get some rest. I need some rest, but there's so much to do. But you know what? I am going to get some rest pretty dang soon. Cafe, there's a... Hey, here, here is the coffee, guys. Here's the coffee. I drink... This, this is a... Uh, uh, let's see, Patricia De Galani knows uh, uh, we're going to meet for some coffee next week. But check this out, Patricia. You know I drink several of these ventis every day. That's what it's all about, man. But, you know, and that's why I keep milking it. Anyhow, democracy lives to fight another day. Choco sugar, you're absolutely right. It fits for another day. Roberto Lewis, it ain't over till it's over. Don't we know that, hermano? Don't we know that? Roberto Luis is my brother from Panama. Somos hermanos. We played music together. Love my brother. Um, Janet Rodriguez. Giuliani is on Fox ranting fraud in Philly. Giuliani have the nerve to go on Fox after that. That after he got caught pulling down, uh, pulling pulling something out of his pants for a. 16-year-old in, in, what's the name of the, in, in Robot, Arbot, what's the name of that guy? Borat. Did you guys see the movie? Check it out. I actually watched it. It was funny. Yep, Biden has Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona. Yep. And it looks like he could possibly have uh, Pennsylvania as well as um, Georgia. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we are at 51. Any questions? Anybody want to call in? The number is... Three four six, uh, three. Let's see. Number is three four six, two four eight seven seven nine nine. Code two five four six hundred ninety ninety one. And let me go ahead and put that here. Yes, hopefully, my dear Jeanette Rodriguez. Hopefully, hopefully. Choco Sugar says more male votes in for Biden in Pennsylvania. Live update on NBC. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, uh, it, it it turns out that he's 
is now only 320 down, 320, we'll call it 321. It was 600 something before, and there's still millions to count. So, uh, you know, and that's why Donald Trump is running to the Supreme Court to get it stopped. But it's not going to work. Anyhow, folks, I'm going to check out of here a little bit early because the truth of the matter is I am very tired. I have some videos to cut up. And I have to get another video cut up with another program that I'm doing with another group. So, um, again, please consider subscribing to Politics and Right. Just if you're on YouTube, please go to the Join button. Help us meet the task. Uh, please consider getting uh, my book. Uh, that's the way you help me defray the costs of doing all of this. Uh, the name of the book is It's Worth It. How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And please, 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 if you're not on YouTube but would like to be one of join our YouTube posse, uh, go ahead and please visit politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Ali Gear 92 greetings from Santiago de Chile. Hermano mío de Chile, ¿cómo va todo ahí en Chile? ¿Cómo está la economía? Pensaba que tenían problemas casi, creo que era el año pasado, ¿no? Anyway, let me know. Now, if you want to support us via Patreon, which is another form for some goodies as well, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. And of course, PayPal. We like PayPal as well. Please consider doing that at PayPal, which is at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Look, folks, I know you can be anywhere. I know you can. I know you have the option to go anywhere on the internet, find anything you want on the internet. The fact that you spend some time with me, I am honored. I am very honored. So all I ask is for you to share our stuff. Uh, if you can become a member, if you can become a supporter, let's help seed the internet with progressive stuff. So that we can help change the minds of people. We're not going to change it on a dime. But we will. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news. Trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message. A message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.